Oh, there we go. Uh, right then, everybody, welcome back to another episode of, uh, of Coffee Corner. Uh, I'm pleased to welcome uh, Jack Morgan with us this evening. Evening, Jack. Evening, how's it all going? All good, buddy, all good. How are you? Yeah, good, good, to, be, uh, good to be back. Had a few yeah. days off, so it's nice. Nice, mate. There's a few smiles I'm looking at now. I think they're all happy to see you back as well, pal. So, um, but for those who are new to Coffee Corner, um, how it normally works, we'll spend about 40, 45 minutes or so with, uh, with Jack, finding out a little bit about his background, his story, uh, and then uh, I'll open it up to you guys if you've got any questions or anything like that. Uh, I'm sure Jack will do his best to answer them. For those who have been before, again, as always, welcome back and uh, let's get rid of some insight into some rugby league. We'll see what, see what Jack has to say anyway. Um, so, Jack, we'll start off, pal, uh, growing up in Hull. So, you're only a young lad still. What, can you remember, what's it like growing up in Hull? Um, is it, is it, yeah, to be honest, I loved it. Um, I actually started in, uh, in Newcastle. As a young young, and um, that's where my all my dad's side of the family is from Newcastle. So, in in all fairness, that's where really um, the black and white probably came from for me. Because uh, no, obviously being from Newcastle, my great granddad and my granddad, um, there's there's no rugby up there. So yeah. the, there was all uh, obviously Newcastle United fans, which was sort of pumped into me from a young age. And when I've uh, when I've moved to Wool, uh, my dad went straight into sporting black and whites and so did my mum. Right. Um, my mum's from us, uh, so she obviously, she grew up with sporting black and whites, but my dad jumped straight on it. Uh, but apart from that, the rest of the family was all uh, Rovers fans. <laughs> so like my my, my, my era myself was where my granddad and he was a die-hard OKR fan. Right. Um, so there was a bit of, bit, of, uh, bit of rivalry in the family when it used to come to that, because obviously when I was growing up and I was... You're talking, oh, you're getting scouted for Rovers, you're getting scouted for all, and it was, I always, I want to go to FC, I want to go to FC, and obviously being at my granddad's every single day, trying to learn off him for whatever he was doing, yeah. um, he, he was like trying to nudge me, he's like, I elbow me, go on, go Rovers, <laughs> go on, you know, no need all the best help at Rovers, go on, lad, you go there. Uh, so that, that obviously, that's the same as everyone, everyone who grows up in all, they have that rivalry, uh, nine times out of ten, it will be in the family as well. Yeah, um, I mean, it, that's, that's one of the best things about rugby league, isn't it? It doesn't matter if I'm a West Old, well, I'm actually an awful lad, so I grew up on Orchard Park, but I live in East Old now, I live five minutes away from Craven Park, so yeah. I, can't, I, I can't go to the garage for a coffee or fill up my car <laughs> or anything without getting a bit of stick, but I suppose that's the banter of the game, isn't it? Yeah, massively. I think for me, being an outsider, being a, being a Wesley, I still, I'm still, it still baffles me that how you can have like mum and son can be black and white, but father and daughter can be red and white and things. So that's still, I always thought you're either one or you're the other, but yeah, there's a, a good mix in there, some good banter in your families and stuff. Oh, man, it's crazy. My missus, uh, Chelsea, she's um, she's always been neutral, very set on the fence, you know I mean? But all their family uh, are the all stocks, so Royal right, okay. Stock, Dave yeah. Allstock, uh, Dale, they've all played, uh, Craig Hall, they've all played... Um, for OKR, they're, they're all massive. I think they're. I think Royal Stocks a legend at OKR. I think yeah. Dave's still on the board somewhere, and so obviously she she's always been tempted towards OKR. And then I've come along and ruffled a few more feathers again. So <laughs> it's uh, as you say, the rivalry is everywhere. It's, you're not getting away from it, are you? No, no, great. So 
obviously you said there that you, you were obviously Newcastle lad originally, and your father's side are all are all uh, footballers. So how did you how did you get into rugby then, pal? Um, to be honest, I was just sporty. My dad, uh, my dad was in my great granddad's um, in the war was uh, navy, and my granddad went into the army. Um, my dad followed his footsteps and went into the army. Yeah. So while my dad was there, he was um, playing rugby union. So he always liked the idea of playing rugby, and yeah. even though he was up there. And then when he met my mum from Hull, um, obviously they've gone into oh, rugby leagues better than union. And they, they've sort of jumped on that. And obviously when I've come along, that's, as you say, rugby league town is all in uh, When I've come along, being basically born straight into rugby league and that rivalry it was it was something I always wanted to do as soon as I played it really it was more yeah. for my granddad I think my granddad loved it and I used to go to my granddad's as a young kid and he used to be watching the rugby and I'd be like and he just see how carried out I used to watch it he used to be a Liverpool fan as well my granddad right and he, I used to watch him he could be watching a Liverpool manual game and he'd be he'd be invested but but then you'd watch him watch OKR against some I don't know some Championship team in the Challenge Cup, or even they might be playing West Hull in the Challenge Cup, and it'd, it'd just be so animated and yeah. so passionate. And I just thought that what when I got playing, and I could see what I what I was sort of like how proud I was making my family of me and my granddad of me while yeah. I was playing for Cottingham Tigers, um, and all white to start with, then Cottingham Tigers. So yeah, that's what really probably drove me to it. It's it's probably like my Blessing them a case, I always want to please, yeah. which is good in some ways, but it also it adds a lot of personal pressure, um, which getting on to a later, I will tell it later on in the story, but I, I yeah. think that could have been my downfall to to maybe my first stint at FC. So, but I say we'll get on to that later. We'll get on to that one in a bit. Yeah, we'll come on to that. So, you mentioned there briefly, you, you started at Hawaii, that we first uh, first amateur club, yeah. and then you moved on to Cottingham. So, why did you choose why whole why were your friends that went there? Was it just your local club? How did that work? I think my uh I was I was only young. I was uh I might have only I might have only been ten or something, maybe eleven. I think I was just in secondary school or something and uh oh I was I was in year six, I was I was ten. And yeah. my I think my mum went to Asda on Kingswood and I was doing a bucket collection. Right. And there was a bloke there called Tony Mills who uh was heavily involved in rugby league in and around sort of like Orchard Park, whether it was mate or whether it was all awake. I yeah. think he really stuck with awake. Uh, and my mum just got chatting to him and he said, oh, if he's a young lad, bring him down. Um, and he got me confused and he sent me to the, the age group above and I went down there. And after my first session, I think he said to me, he said, oh, this kid's got something, it's good. Let's bring him down again. We'll bring him into his age group and we'll let him play there and see how he goes. And then I never really looked back. And the only reason I really moved was... When we sort of went to the the older ages and we started playing in the Yorkshire Cup and yeah. the uh, travelling around the Yorkshire, all like at my age, but they want a they want a blessed team, so we didn't really get to play in them big games. It was either we'd maybe win a, one or two games a year, but then we was getting pumped by forty or fifty, and the rest of them, yeah, the Pottingham Tigers was sort of a, a mid-table team, and I was I knew I was going to um, Kelvin Hall School, yeah. And uh, it was in the catchment area, sort of in and around where I was. And it was probably the next closest one that was in that Yorkshire League. So um, I spoke to Darren Downs, who was Jack Downs' his dad. Yeah, yeah. Down here. Um, and I went down there, then never looked back, really. And the only time we 
I have I left for the last year because uh, the team folded. Darren couldn't keep coaching because of his work commitments. Yeah. Um, then there was Jack Downs, who obviously was leaving to uh, go to Scaler because his dad wasn't there anymore. He needed to yeah. be closer to his side. And again, our team just sort of departed. So we didn't really have much choice, really. But um, it was definitely it was it was a great team to be involved in. And if if the, the one of the lads who comes to every game is a is a massive massive LFC fan, he's a great bloke, and Thresh. He is uh, still down there now since before I was there, and he's still there now, yeah. uh, chipping away at the club. So um, if I could ever do anything to help out with the club, I'll do my best. Brilliant, mate. That's class. That's class. So obviously you mentioned there before your granddad red and white. So when when did the scouts start coming around you? And was that was there the opportunity to join OPR or were it always going to be we're always FC? To be honest, the choice was made easy. Uh I didn't get offered by OPR. So oh nice, there we go. <laughs> there, was then a, that's easy. there was a few there was a few lads at my age group that did uh, but I wasn't one of them. So um really, I mean I got the way I wanted hundred percent. Obviously, I know everybody who well, where's this shirt now? He's going to say that, but I did get where I wanted. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, it came close because I was on all cities books as well as a young kid. Oh, um, so you did go into footballing as well? Yeah, I would play football as well. But the difference was that football, I was I was just bigger. I was an early developer, so I was bigger, faster, and stronger. And I probably had a little bit more aggression than the rest of the footballers did. Yeah. So it made me look a lot better. I was never football skill blessed. Yeah. But I was just quite athletic. Um, and I got pulled onto the books and then uh, all City said, you have to pick one or the other. We can't be doing both. It's either they stay with us or you come to FC. And at that point, I mean, I made the wrong mistake. I made the wrong decision now and then I thought, maybe I should have stuck <laughs> with football. <laughs> I'd be earning a lot more money if I did like, but um, no, I, I said that and obviously you go where you're at. Is that's the best thing about people. Yeah. yeah. They don't care about money. They don't care about statues. They, don't, they just go and have fun and that's probably the decision yeah. I made and, in all fairness, I've made a made a very healthy career out of it, and uh, although I'm only 25, it set me up nicely for life, and uh, met a lot of a lot of very very good blokes, a lot of bad blokes along the way, but a lot of very good blokes, and oh, uh, I, a lot of them. Uh, there's a couple of them that I know class as family. Do you know what I mean, I do anything yeah. for them, and um, I think that's that would it's possible to find in another career, but it's it's not easy to find. And you are a family when you're in a in a good environment as a team. Yeah. Well, speaking of good blokes, obviously you mentioned one already in, in Jack Downs, who I've obviously had the pleasure of working with in the foundation as well. You signed, and there were a lot of you that signed that year at FC. It were, a, it were an unbelievable catchment year for, for your year group. Did that make you transition into academy easier or were it, were it always tough, that step into that academy environment? It was... Uh... The, the way that I'd describe it, I've actually, one of my uh, best friends at the minute, his lad is uh, going up. He's just being offered a contract for the academy now. Uh, yeah. So I've been, he's been asking me a few questions about obviously when I've gone through it. The one thing that I've always said to him is, uh, what happens is he gets, you get tested by uh, the coaches. You first start, they try and wean you out. They'll do everything they can to... Uh, to try and make you quit, basically, to see who's, who's got the capabilities to stick out in a one. Um, and then the other thing in the playing side, it's the speed of the game. Yeah. So if you're, every standard you go through, so when you go from amateur to scholarship to uh, academy, championship, champ one, so all yeah. that, as it goes, 
this game it just it just gets slightly faster every time slightly faster yeah yeah and that's that's what you sort of struggle with but if you've got players that are willing to put the grafting in training is in like the fitness side of things because you can have plenty of players that are, that are really blessed with skill yeah and uh, really really gifted players but if they've not got the if they haven't got the work ethic to get through the training yeah then that's why you, you see a lot of players that come on the scene play three four games score 10 tries yeah do something stupid in the game but then they just disappear and you're like whatever happened to him yeah. that, that tends to be in my, in my opinion that in my experience what I've seen is that's what's happened and they see him just sort of drop off a little bit not in every case but yeah nine times out of ten so what do you think made you different then mate how did you why why do you think you had your progression that you did into that first team environment what did you do differently um, I don't, not much not much as a young kid I don't think that I think I think I probably as a young kid I probably had a I was probably I probably would say a bit, a bit arrogant maybe uh, I don't think I was ever rude I don't think I ever thought I was better than anybody but I think I knew that I was confident good. confident yeah. there you yeah, go mate. probably a little bit overly yeah <laughs> um, but, but I, I was always I always wanted to be the best so if I ever seen if I ever seen someone do good, do something that I thought, whoa, if I could I'd go ask the question, I'd be like, well, what how, how did you do that? Like show, yeah, show yeah, me. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. Um so obviously I, th- I think that's a that's a big one. I think it's just just that that willing to learn, no matter what what it was, I always wanted to learn and uh pass on what I what I can learn now. I'd like to pass it to someone else if they ever wanted to know. But I'm not that kind of person to go push it on people. If they, if you want to learn, you'll learn. If you don't yeah. want to learn, you can't ever force someone. I think that probably was my, my one of my strengths was that I wanted to learn. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even if I did, even if I did about it on the way, I still wanted to learn. <laughs> Class. So you stepped up into that first team environment. Can you remember your first training session in stepping up? Yeah, were you, yeah. Were you, were you the only one, or again, did it help with a few of your Sort of from the um, academy getting that chance as well. No, it was there was a few. There was about there was a shortage in the first team. It was during that transition from uh, Peter Gentle to Lee Radford. Yeah, and uh, there was a few injuries and a few people out of favour, and um, yeah, it sort of opened up a few doors for the likes of me and my age group, which obviously, had, as you said earlier, was a very good age group to come through. Yeah, um, so. Uh, so yeah, so that's what sort of brought me into the. I do remember the first training session. I loved it on the field. It was what happened after the field that I didn't particularly like. And uh, there was a there was a few older lads that had old school thinking, and yeah. one of them came up to me after the game and it, after the training session, I intercepted a ball, and went and scored. And you've got Yemo, and he comes up to me, he's like, "Mate, that's what you do. That's how you you impose yourself at training. That's great work." And I'm buzzing and. Block comes in the chair. I won't mention names. Block comes in the change room and he sits down and he goes, you ever do that again, I'll knock you out. And I laughed. <laughs> I thought he was joking. And this is what I was on about with maybe the overconfidence. So I'm laughing at this bloke. Yeah. And he, I'm not joking. I'm serious. He said, I promise you. And I just laughed. Shut up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. go away. Do you know what I mean? All that stuff. Bit of banter. Didn't take it as a joke. And that was uh, obviously, really put a damper on my full, my full training yeah. session. I didn't really know what was going on, but... Um, one thing that I can say, and I'll get it in early, is the team's changed. The, the the mentality around the team has changed. The blokes that are in the team have changed. And I'm, even if I don't get to stay, then so be it. 
But yeah. it's a better environment for anybody who's coming through. Any player that stands for the club, it's an environment they want to be in. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. A lot better than it was before. Right. Well, we'll come on to that again later on as well for your, for your second stint. But mate, it always amazes me when you've got the the old, I say, the older stalwarts, the regulars, and obviously a player in your position who you probably looked up and idolising Kurt Yeeman, giving you a pat on the back and saying, good on you, kid. And then I'm guessing it was the, the bloke who passed the ball for you to intercept it and made him look up to tool, but didn't take it the right way. So. Yeah, exactly that. So there we go. But um, I'll move on to your, your your first team appearance. And it, it, for a lot of players in your, in your year group, it seemed to be wigging away. <laughs> I did, didn't it? <laughs> Which is just, the don't come any tougher than that, I don't think. No, no, definitely not. So, my question is, how did you how did you get the call? So, when did you find out you were you were getting your, your debut? And can you tell us a bit about the build-up that week, what it was like? Yeah, so, I got the call. It was a night game. So, if it's a night game, it was either a Thursday or a Friday night. I can't yeah. honestly remember. I'm going to put it down as a, as a Thursday night. And, uh... I got the call and the text on Saturday. And we obviously were full-time at Bishop Burton. Yeah. So when we was in the academy, we was, we, we was at Bishop Burton every day, college and then training, college training. Yeah. Um, so I get the text and I say, look, Jack, you're in with, uh, from Radders, you're in with us. Oh, I think maybe Danny Wilson actually. Oh, you're in with the first team tomorrow, Jack. Get there at this time, this, all that, YPI. Yeah. Very, very sweet. So I rock up and I, I'm thinking, and Jordan Abdul and Cal Mancaster debuted just yes. before me, within yeah, a couple of right. weeks. And then once they got there, I, I, very, I was very good mates with both of them. Um, and when they got their call, once they did the one training session, that was it, there was a first team there, so they stayed. Right. Yeah. So I get my text and I thought, this is my time, this is my break. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm in. And I, I turned up in the morning and there, there was half the squad there, the academy squad, and I was a bit, I was a bit gutted because I thought, oh, I thought that was it. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we, we all trained against the first team. We'll put on a bit of a um, 13 on 13 body in front yeah. just, just to run out a few moves. And uh, Radis pulls us into the canteen after and he sprays us all. He spits us all around and he's, he's, he's giving us the air dryer. He's like, your, your housekeeping's awful. When you finish training, you stri- you're taking your strapping off your thumbs and your wrist and you're throwing it on the floor and you're banging your books in the changing room. You need to treat this as if it was your your room, you won't do that in your house, so you don't do it here. Yeah. And then he goes, and he goes, um, and until you all start doing that, none of you are going to get your opportunity. There's a couple here that have been doing that in here, and he named a couple of you went, and Jack, and that's why Jack's getting his debut this weekend. And I was <laughs> like, oh, right. I was like, oh. So I was like, oh, I was like looking at all my mates, and all my mates are like, oh, that's happening. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Trying to play it cool and that. And I, obviously, I travelled down, I sat next to Gaz on the, all the way down there. And uh, probably the best person I could have sat next to. I'm say, yeah. Probably a bit of potluck, but I sat next to him and uh, he just, just talking shit as you do, like, oh, what was happening? He kept me calm. You know I mean? Yeah. Get, getting a takeaway after the game, Jack, you know what I mean? We might have a beer and that if we win, you know, get yeah. one after the game in the uh, in the bar. He just kept me calm, really. Um, and I debuted, obviously, it wasn't a good one. I think it was 54-10, I think, or 56-10. I've just got I've just got big score on my notes. Oh yeah, he was in red, red, but not in black. So that means yeah. it was a wigging, I reckon. And I got I remember I was lined up. It was uh it was George Williams, Anthony Gellin, John Bateman, and Josh Charnley. 
Oh, just a, just an average side then. Yeah, yeah an average one. And it was Jordan Abdul, Dean Adley, Jack Logan, and for Tully Talanoa. Now, Tulls has just signed from being a bin man that year. Yeah. Dino must have been 20, 21. Abo yeah. was maybe 17, and I was 18. And I was thinking, oh my God, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, and they did, they did, they're absolutely Taurus and Ewan. And uh, I remember I was, I was a bit disappointed. And as I walked off, Danny Wilson was there, and he said to me, he went, uh, I was the our coach at the time for uh, Academy anyway. Yeah. So how would you find it? And I was like, oh, I was just out gutted. And he went, mate, you've just played Super League. Yeah, yeah. He went, pick your head up. What difference does the score make? He went, you've just played Super League. That's the first of many. Get your head up. And I thought to myself, I thought, yeah, you know, he's got me there. He's yeah, right. Yeah. What am I moaning at? I mean, I've just lived the dream. That's what, that's what I've trained all my life to do. And I've just done it. It might not have gone the way you wanted it, but it never does. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. It's just, uh, if, if everyone was the same, there'd be no need for different types of biscuits, would there? No, exactly, Pat. <laughs> exactly. So, as a young, obviously, as a youngster, so you sort of, you dip your toe in, don't you? You come back out, you dip your toe in, come back out. But 2016, you got rewarded with the number four jersey, which obviously Kirk Eamon had worn that shirt for... 10, 11 years, so on and so forth, and it was still there at the club. I know when they get given your squad numbers at the start of the year, they always say, don't, don't read into the numbers, it don't mean anything, blah, blah, blah. But for you as a young kid, what, what were it like getting that number four shirt it was, off of Emo? It was, it was big. It was massive, and it, it did mean a lot. So I still I love it now, though. I mean, it's, it's, I, I played six games that year, and I had yeah. the and one of the shirts that I've got framed in my house is the number four shirt because it's a, it's a massive achievement. Yeah. Um, to grow up and be given a starting shirt for your uh, for the club that you've grown up supporting. Yeah. It was uh, it was massive. Though I think at the time, if you ask me, it was exactly the right decision. No matter what, don't listen to anybody else. It's right. Yeah. yeah. You ask me now, it was the wrong time. Yeah. I probably wasn't ready to be. I won't say I wasn't ready to be playing every week, but. I said it earlier, overconfidence I was. Yeah, yeah. It probably did. It probably pumped my tyres up a bit more than they should have done. Yeah. Um, on, a, on the other note, I think they should have been Yemo's number to lose. Yeah. I think I think that is with a, a, a lot of players when they injuries occur and they don't get that starting share the next year. I mean, personally, or my, my personal opinion is, and I don't think any badly of anything, I just don't think that should happen. I think that player should keep that shirt. Um, I think even though Yemo won't going to be playing every week, if I was going to be starting, if Radis yeah. wanted to go that way, down that route, then he could have done so. I think that out of respect for Yemo and the time he served at the club was, it would have been better for him to keep that shirt and he could have handed that over to me once he left. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah. If that was the route that was going down. Uh, but I was happy for it. But as I say, it does. It probably did a bit too much. You know what, mate? Honestly, it's interesting listening to you now because I remember when you got it. I remember seeing you at the promo when you first got it, and you went, "Oh, it's, it's about time! It's my time!" And you were, you were confident, cocky sort of thing. Now to listen to you all them years later, thinking back, going, "Actually, yeah, I should have. It should have been you." But it, it shows how much you've grown up, actually, lad. It shows. It shows how much you have. Um, Thank you. you. You touched then on your injury. So you played six games that year, and then you got your injury, and you had a couple of years of bad injuries. I spoke about this with a couple of lads. Previously, we've had on. People don't realise how tough it is and how how lonely it can be when you're injured. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how 
what you went through really is your injuries. Did you have any thoughts? Do you think that's it? I'm going to throw the towel in. I'm, it's not it worth is. anymore or anything like that. It's it's a tough place, really, really, really. I know that this is. I don't want to say to any fan that you don't know what we're going through because mm-hmm. everybody's got their own story. Mm-hmm. But the hardest thing is, is is it's it's bred into us to impress. Like yeah. That's that's our main goal. We've got to impress the coaches. We've got to impress our own team. We've got to impress ourselves. We've got our own very very high standards yeah. that we have to hit. Um, on top of that, you've got the external pressures of the pro- of the crowd. And every rugby player you speak to will tear on the loss here. We don't care what the play, what the fans think. We don't care. Like we don't listen to them because we don't like one minute the best mates, but but the dope, yeah. the dope, and you can't help it. Like you can't. It's it's really tough. But and I've been through it, and I know it is. Um, and that that through that time, some of the comments I was getting on social media, um, I was I, there's, there's, there was some of them I'd be like, I'd look. Say it to my face, do you know what I mean? That's not yeah, really. yeah. be a be a man, man up, get from behind your keyboard. Yeah, yeah. But it's not, it's not. We all know that's what social media. England, look at England at the moment. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely. going through it, and it's it's not right. Uh, I know for one day people will wake up, and I know, I know that there's a lot of fans out there that don't think like that. I've got, yeah. I've, I've personally seen it where Hull FC fans that are season ticket holders that have been season ticket holders for years, that have uh, liked me as a person and me as a player that much, that they've actually not gone to an OFC game to come watch me play for Doncaster on dual registration. Wow. So I know that there's fans that genuinely care about yeah, yeah. the players' well-being, the players' uh, feelings and that. But it's a, it's a lonely place. And uh, in all fairness, it was, a, it was a tough... I wasn't questioning... I was questioning a lot, really. It wasn't just rugby in that, in that yeah. time. There was, I went through a very obviously. I was going on about the player earlier. Yeah, that player was still at the club during that time. Me, I didn't want to come to training. Yeah, uh, I lost my great granddad, who obviously we were very very yeah, close yeah. to. Um, my missus lost her grandma, who was like her second woman. It was really tough for her, and uh, I had to be there for her, so I had to be strong for her. Yeah. So, so obviously my injury and my great granddad, and then uh, my dad. So my dad was uh, murdered. And uh, that obviously we all went round. That was in the press and yeah, all that yeah. came out. And all this was in space of maybe six months. And uh, it, it was it was massive. It got on top of me. And obviously on top of that, then you've got your injuries. Um, then you're coming back from your injuries, uh, and you're still getting the the messages from fans. Yeah, uh, it's not good enough. We don't want him back. Uh, well, Yemos got this. We've signed Josh Griffin for next year. Jake Connorsy and all like we don't need him. And um, Obviously, they don't, but I don't hold it against anyone. Nobody knows what's going on. I don't know at the minute. I know you personally. I don't know what's going through your head. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why I would never, I would never say it, and I would never post something that could genuinely hurt your feelings or do anything to dampen your confidence at this moment because you will never know. And yeah. I've seen, I've seen other players that have actually had mates commit suicide that are not to do with sport. But I've admit it's coming to us. It's a very touchy subject for me. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, uh, that full year in 2016 was there was nothing good came out of it for me. Like yeah. no, started with a number four shirt, which I thought was a blessing until I got it. Yeah. And then when you start getting told that you need to be a Kerkeeman, yeah. You know what I mean, not a Kerkeeman in the modern day in 2016. Yeah. I wanted me to be a Kerkeeman until when he was in 2008. Yeah, he yeah. Was the best centre in the world. Yeah, you know I mean? 
I was like, and then you've got young Jack Logan from all those, just sort of trying to trying to make a name for himself, and he, I'm getting them pressures. So I do, I get where the pressures were coming from, and I understand maybe the frustrations when I couldn't deliver what Kerr Keeman could ten years ago. Yeah, but everybody has the story, and man, man, hit me at once. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I will say because there is a lot of fans listening on the call. It don't mean every fan. We know you guys are loyal and oh, support. 100%, 100%. 100%. We'll say that, but there is those few out there that do, unfortunately, you know, they think it's a it's a license to print and say whatever they want. But I, I totally agree. Just say if the fans, if them fans I'm talking about, they wouldn't be showing their face on the Zoom call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. They're, they're the kind of people that would be. They'll be sat behind the picture of an egg on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. But yeah, I think, like I say, a lot of people don't understand the thing that goes on behind the team. And like I say, if he was a young kid, I think, it's, you know, like you said there, you were so chuffed to get the four shirt, but didn't fully understand or didn't expect the pressure that had come with it the back of legend that is Kurt Yeeman before you. So totally get that. And then for it to be taken out your way, not your fault whatsoever. People don't understand that always. It's not your fault. Um and yeah, no, I completely get it. But at least, pal, you know, you're back on your feet. You're playing some good rugby again. So, you know, it's a good learning curve for you anyway, mate. Definitely. No, 100%. It's made me a, made me a different player. So Yeah, definitely. I'm going to skip forward a couple of years, pal. I'm going to come on to uh, sort of 2018 time when you were coming back from your injury and you spent a bit of time at Doncaster. Like I say, you ended up signing there in 2020. What's it like for the dual red? So for a first team professional player to then go on loan to a championship or world club is there expectation again um, yeah self you're always in, you're always trying to impress you know what yeah. I mean? the, the thing is uh, when you when you when you Riders was very intense so no matter where you did I could be stood in my house and I'd be do, I'd be thinking do something to impress him you know what <laughs> I mean like don't, don't just you know what I mean you always want to you always want to impress you always want to get one up on whoever it is. Yeah. Uh, which is a good thing. So it made you stay behind later training, it made you get in early at training. Yeah. Um, and obviously with the when it came to the the championship and the championship one side, um, the quality wasn't as big there. But doesn't mean your standards could drop. So yeah. it wasn't so much the pressure of the playing, but the again the internal pressures that you're putting on yourself uh is it, huge because I see you're trying to stick to them same standards that you've got when you're playing Super League. So, um, I won't say the pressure's as big, but they're there. Yeah, they're definitely there. Yeah. And is it, because obviously you said there, you're expected to perform and do well, even though there's, without being disrespectful to them, they're not as high a quality as what you've been playing with week in, week out at Hull FC. Are you expected to still sort of lead that team and add that quality in around it? Or how did you manage that? How did you cope? How did you try and get the best out of yourself when you haven't got that playing squad around you? Um, well, it, you played against the... So if you... Let's... Well, the opposition is the same. They're in the same yeah. boat. Yeah. So when I'm playing for Hull FC against Wigan Warriors, you've got good quality against good quality. Now, if you're yeah. playing against... Doncaster, and I'm not going to name another team through shit. No, yeah, yeah. but their standards are the same. Yeah. So the moves are a little bit more clunky. The moves are a little bit slower. Um, they might not be as crisp when you, you know, if you're going for a long shot, but it's still there. It still makes it. Yeah. Uh, again, all you can do is do your job. I can't yeah. do what 
I can't make sure that the prop forward gets to his point. Yeah. I can't make sure the half takes it into the line. I can't make the back row it a good line. But I know as a centre, once I get that ball and I'm a two-on-one or even a two-on-two, then that's my time to do my job. Either yeah. beat my man or draw in the man, pick the right pass or, you know what I mean, that sort of thing. So um, it's more do what you do, do what you need to do yeah. rather than worrying about playing as a, as a team. Because if the quality isn't there, then it's not there. You can't force that. So yeah. all you can do is do your job and make sure you do it right. Class, mate. Good. Final one on your first time at Hull FC, um, and probably one of my favourite moments for you, pal, because I were up and I were jumping, was your hat-trick against KR in 2019. Um, especially, mate, when you went up the touchline uh, in front of that East stand, it was outstanding. Um, and I'm not a fan either. I'm not a, a, Derby, a big Derby fan like that, but I was stood up and I was cheering you on, mate. But that what was that like for you? Because, again, you've been in and out, you've been in and out, you're there, you derby weekend and you do that. What's that like for you? Yeah, that was, it was massive. There's, there's a few, as I said, there's a few things people dream of growing up. Do you know what I mean? It's debuting. Yeah. yeah. Playing for, it's playing for FC to start off. And then you've got moments like playing in the derby, that's huge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just getting selected to play in the whole derby, it's massive. And even just playing in it, you'll go down in history. I mean, you know that that is embedded yeah. in someone's mind somewhere. Um, then to get your first try in the derby, it's like, wow, here we go. Yeah, yeah. And then when they cut two, I was thinking, oh, wow. And then obviously the third one, it was just, there was, I, Albie was inside. And there was no yeah. chance he'd get in it. <laughs> and we, we, the game was won, uh, regardless. And I thought, I'm, uh, I'm going here. Yeah. Um, you know your opposition and I think it was Craig all at fullback and I knew what Craig was like a little bit yeah. as I just said a minute ago he's actually part of the missus family down the, <laughs> down the line somewhere um, so I knew what his game was and he's a bit of a oh, tap a ball downhill you know yeah, what I mean yeah. so, and I knew I, I fancied my chances on getting around him and luckily I don't think he I don't think he got a finger on me luckily and uh, no. crossing that line as soon as I got around him and I could see the trail line that, that was it emotion everything was gone there was no thinking under the sticks. There was no thinking, oh, let's... Uh, no, it was just wow, do you know what I mean? I yeah. I, you see my celebration. I don't even think it's a celebration. I'm like, look, little girls jumping around <laughs> everywhere and I don't know what to do. I was skipping around and I was screaming. It was, yeah, it's just... It was a great feeling to do it. And uh, if that was in my last season when I, when I bowed out from all it won't it wasn't a disappointing one, so... No, it were class, mate. It were, it were like I say, even I were up and, and cheering that one on. It were, it were the, like I say, you talked about there. It were like the confidence back when you were a few years before that. Not the cockiness, the confidence yeah. to do that. It looked class. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it looked yeah. really good, mate. Right. It looked really good. Yeah, three complete different tries, which felt which felt good for me as well. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just walkovers or because I played winger in that game, so quite often you can score an trick on the wing if you just fall over the line. So I yeah. enjoyed the fact that it was three completely separate tries. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. So we'll come on to you leaving OFC um, for the first one. How do you... I know, obviously, you come to the end of the contracts and things. Are there other opportunities staying in Super League? or <laughs> there, was a, there was a couple. So um, when... When Matty Dawson uh, went down injured early yeah. in the season in 2019, um, went down with an ACL, which was going to be a long, long time out. 
And I thought, oh, this is my chance to get back in there. I've had a long time out, a lot of injuries. I've come back a bigger, better, stronger player, I think. I thought this is my opportunity. And uh, he didn't, Radders didn't select me straight away. Um, I thought he was going to win, he didn't. Uh, and that was sort of like my wake-up call where I thought, maybe maybe my time he was done. Okay. Um, and I knew Toronto was coming in and asking questions. Yeah. So I spoke to Radders, I spoke to Clarkey, I spoke to uh, Brian Noble and Brian Mack. And uh, McDermott, sorry. Um, and we put something in place so I could go and warn there. And I do, in all fairness, I'm not going to lie, I didn't want to come back. I want to join rugby. I really want to join rugby, really, at all yeah. since uh, that 2016 season. I mean, yeah. I was struggling like I was in 2016, but I want to join it. Yeah. Um, so when I got the opportunity to go to Toronto, I, I was over the moon. And I only played three games. I went for four weeks, played three games. And those keen to stay to keep me at the time. Um, but we lost a couple more players at all. Yeah. Radders rings me, he calls me back. And uh, that's off to him. He played me most weeks. I was in the team most weeks. I might not have played to the best of my ability, but um, I was in the team and I was there. Yeah. Um, which gave me the opportunity to, to score a few more tries and get on the uh, get on the pitch. And when uh, when it came towards the end of the season. I thought I might have done enough to sort of get what, what I wanted. It sort of became a little bit financial more than enjoyment. I was thinking I want, I want more money to stay at the club yeah. than I don't want to stay at the club for passion. Yeah. Uh, because I really did believe that passion helped me. And uh, we couldn't sort of do it. And we were zooming and hiring, both me and the club, we were zooming and hiring, we were in conversations. There was no, no bad blood, never left in bad blood with anyone or anything. Yeah. Uh, totally honest. Transparent all the way through. Hats off to to the back room in Clarkey, Pearson, um, and Radders. And uh, really, wow. So what came on was uh, when Mahe got the call back to come back to all after he got released from West Tigers. It basically took up the money that I sort of half needed. Yeah. Um, so the opportunity was sort of taken away from me because I was, I, I was sort of. I was hinted, Clarky hinted that if I wanted to sign for the same or less money I could have done, but it wasn't really something that I really wanted to do. Okay. Um, and it sort of took the opportunity away when Mahe got signed anyway. And then uh, I want to above because I had sort of, at the time I was confident in Toronto. Yeah. They were really keen to sign me, really keen to get me back. Uh, always wanted me, kept in touch all the way through it. And then just it came to the business end, they sort of pulled out. They was waiting for uh, Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah. So it's Jack Logan or Sonny Bill Williams. Now, I can't, <laughs> I can't complain at the decision, but... What do you uh, mean? What do you mean? Jack Logan. I know. <laughs> in Jack Logan. Hands down. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll see my hat trick in the derby. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so so when, when, the sort of, when, when they sort of pulled out, I spoke to... Uh, spoke to Clarkie told them what was going on in uh, Pearson and that's off to Pearson and Clarkie but uh, Adam was really passionate and he, he did his best to sort of keep me in and around the club if I could have done yeah. uh, he tried looking after me in the um, foundation said if I want a job there I can go work for the foundation um, they, they offered me literally as much money as they could have done they even looked at maybe a loan dual regin and all yeah. so they, they looked at every path I could have done to sort of keep me at the club and that wasn't because uh, they wanted me at the club. That was to look after me as a person. So yeah. Um, yeah. that meant a lot, really. It sort of showed that that's the business side. So there's always two sides to every team and every person. There's, there's, there's the business 
and there's yeah. a pair crew. Yeah, yeah. You can't mix the two. Don't get them both mixed up. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, I, if Clarky rings me and says, right, you're going afloat now. We don't want you. I don't ever speak to the club again. No dramas because I'll speak to him tomorrow. I'll go have a beer with him. Yeah, and yeah. We'll go talk about football or something. Nothing's yeah. going rugby. Yeah. Matt, that's what, that's what you think you've got to get in your mind is... It's just business. Yeah. Just business. Just, that's just it. business. And everything's business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, it was sort of taken away from me. And uh, I got an opportunity to go to Featherstone. I was going to go to Featherstone. Yeah. And there was a, they offered me a lot more money to go to Featherstone than Doncaster did. But I really didn't enjoy rugby. I wasn't enjoying it. I just needed money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I needed to pay my bills. Yeah. And, uh, Donny offered me a good whack. So it wasn't as much as Featherstone, but they offered me a decent amount. And I knew the lads. Yeah. I knew the coach, which I knew the moves. I knew the team. I knew everything. So it was an easy, easy fit for you. So I went there. And uh, to be honest, obviously COVID it, but it wasn't working out anywhere. With, uh, I think it was a bit too close. It was home from home a little bit, do you know what I mean? Yeah, too similar to what you'd experienced. It was the same yeah. team. It was di- different players, but the same team. It was rather yeah. the same. It was just obviously the same faces, as in Audi and that, and then you yeah. had the same moves and everything. It was just home from home, and it wasn't... I, I wanted to get away from that to start with. Yeah. So, so obviously, to get away from that, I needed, needed to get away and not sound... Yeah. For, not for South Rolfe's little brother sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, got you. It's, uh, and that's probably why it didn't work out at Donny either. Right. Well, we'll come on to your next one. So you signed at, at Batley, at the Mount Pleasant. Um, I don't know what we call it now. I'll still always know it as Mount Pleasant. Fox's um, Biscuits. Fox's Biscuits. There we go. There the Fox's is. Biscuits. Um, what swayed you to Batley then? Um, to be honest, I was... Uh, I was waiting for. Uh, I was sitting off. Uh, I didn't enjoy. I didn't massively enjoy the part-time rugby at Donny. Yeah. Um, I thought at the time it was maybe something to do with the part-time rugby, working yeah. and then part-time. And uh, luckily, uh, my missus fell pregnant to my baby boy that I've got now. Late. Oh, congratulations! Uh, Congrats. Thank you. And uh, what happened at the time was. Donny, obviously, with the COVID, they didn't have the fundings they did. Um, they couldn't even offer me the same money as what I was on. They said, I'm going to have to take a pay cut. Um, and I wasn't enjoying it. So I, won't, so I, won't, I still want to join rugby. So I just said, I'm, I said, call it. No, I, mean, I, I won't play anymore. Don't worry about it. Uh, because of COVID, I won't play it anyway. Yeah. I was just working. And then it, as soon as, obviously, that finished, I, I did all sort of like the pre-season, just working. And I wasn't really that bothered, you know what I mean? I, oh, I didn't miss it, really. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Mrs. was, Lake was on his way, Mrs. was pregnant. I didn't want to be leaving her. And then when he came, I didn't want to be leaving her with him yeah. all night. This is what makes it tough for the... Um, it's what made it tough for me the most was uh, when I was part-time, I was leaving the house at half six. I wasn't getting back to maybe half 10, 11 o'clock on the night. Yeah. No, it's fine while I didn't have a kid. Uh, but now I've got a baby well, boy. I, I want to yeah. see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really, really do. He says it's a tough gig to try and do it or not. And uh, I rang, I rang, I actually rang Liam Maris, who was at Halifax. Yeah, yeah. And I said, uh, Is your coach looking for any centres? So is he, is he ideal? I said, Centres are full backs and I don't want to play wing. 
And uh, he was like, oh, I can ask him for you. And I said the same to Karen Buchanan. Yeah. <coughs> and the same to... Uh... Oh, no, I think I just spoke to York. I just spoke to York myself. But York wanted yeah. to play on the wing, which, again, I won. Again, money-wise, it was a lot more money than anyone else offered me, but... Mm. You wanted, to play, you wanted to be happy, but it's not yeah, everything, you is it? Yeah, you want to enjoy what you can. It's too short of a career to not enjoy it, so enjoy it while you can. Um, I spoke to um, Bukti, Bukti, Kieran, and Kieran asked his coach, and his coach went, oh, well, we've got a bit, because one of our players is uh, retired and there's a bit of spare cash. Let me see what we can do. We'll speak to him. And they rang me up, and the money was... Uh, was Nothing compared to what was on at Doncaster, yeah. but it wasn't so much about the money. It was just going down and having fun, yeah, and enjoying it. And I've got to say, even to this day, it's the best club I've ever been to in my life. Yeah. The way that the way that it's run is class. Like the the they care about the players, they care about the well being of the players, uh, they care about happiness. If you're not enjoying training, then they will sit you down and they'll say, "Why are you not enjoying it?" Yeah, yeah. And then the don't put the don't say you're not enjoying it because you're doing this. That there's no this. Like it's all. Oh, you're not enjoying training. What are we doing wrong? Yeah. What yeah. can we do? Do I mean that's they're always pointing the finger at themselves and they do look after you. Um, they they really after the game they get the uh, the sponsors are involved as well. So the sponsors are involved personally with the players where they can help you out. You can yeah. help them out, and you, you sort it's sort it's not pushed on you where oh. Loads, you've got a promo tomorrow night, six o'clock. Make sure you're on that Zoom call. I'm like, oh god, no. Can I just say, can I just say that didn't happen by the way either? That didn't happen. No, it didn't. It, didn't, it, didn't. it was it was asked. I wasn't told. But, if, but if, like I say, you've had stuff like that over clubs and uh, they it's it's very much looked after and it's honestly it's a great club. Yeah. Everyone's mates, you know what I mean? Everyone enjoys it. If you don't play well, you, the players are they are grilling each other. That the the put an arm around you and they say, "Look, get your head up, we'll go again." Yeah. So yeah. It, it was. It was a very well-run club, and obviously, they've loaned me to LFC. Yeah. Now, I know for a fact that they haven't got many centres. They haven't got many outside backs. Yeah. Um. So to loan me, who was obviously maybe well, probably is as well. I think oh, I am. I'm a starting player for the team. Um, it, it's massive because they're allowing me that opportunity to go somewhere else. So they yeah. put themselves out to look after one of their players. Yeah, yeah. To so, give you that, like you say, to give you that opportunity again, isn't it? That's what it is. That's it. That's it. And so they have, they have looked after me. So okay, yeah. I can't say a bad word about them. Yeah, I know. I know Craig personally. Uh, Lingard is he's a class bloke, top fella, um, and he's he's always learning as well. So like I say, there that bit about you know. If you're not enjoying training, what am I doing wrong? What's not right here? Stuff like that. He's, he's fantastic, he's Craig. So there you go, Craig. If you're listening, mate, I'll give you a big up there as well, pal. <laughs> he, won't, um, he won't be listening. He's a rugby league nerd. We're watching some game from Africa somewhere. I'll find a rugby league game that's been played somewhere that nobody else knows about. <laughs> um, so just quickly, before we hand over to 20 fans that are listening, um, so Batley's give you the you know the agreed and give you the opportunity to come back. How did it come around? And did, did were it were it Parky or FT that got in touch with yourself and, and, and with Batley or? <laughs> yeah. So since I've left all, I've never I've never stopped talking to uh, Clarky, uh, Adam. Uh, like it's still talk to last year and all. It's still talk to Radders. Yeah. It's not it's nothing still rugby. I mean, you take that away because yeah. as I say, 
you know, friends for life, don't you? Yeah, business, business and personal. You there? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, uh, business <laughs> and personal, isn't it? So, um, it, uh, what happened was they all went down injured, and it actually started with uh, speaking to Beretta, and Beretta won't get in the game, and he didn't know what to what he wanted to do, and then obviously with the injuries that came along. I was like, I was talking to B and B was like, oh, I'm playing now. It's exactly what I needed. Made, done yeah. my confidence well. And it picked himself up. And we had a conversation. He went, what are you doing next year? Look, I said, oh, I'm still at Batley at the minute. enjoying it. He went, mate, it's mad how quick things change. He said, we'll believe one week I won't stand anywhere. Next week I'm, I'm standing at Cast, but I'm back playing at all and it's massive for me. And I was like, no, oh, it's mad in it. One week and that happens. Two weeks later and I rock up to training and B's like, you doing here? I said, mate, it's bad how quick rugby league changes, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, I'm about retiring at the end of the year and now I'm not playing. Now I'm so, back. Yeah, so really, I, I just kept in contact with Clark and when, when the injuries came about, uh, a few of the boys mentioned that there was, uh, there, they might be looking, they said there ain't really anybody in the team and even the young lads, there ain't many young lads that play in the outside backs and so I just messaged Clark and said, is, is it something you'd be interested in? And he was like, well, give me some Give me some time and we'll see. And then rest is history. And you know I mean, I'm three weeks in. Nice, mate. Nice. And the last one from me, pal. You mentioned earlier in the call that, you know, the team's completely different, as in like the culture around the team and things like that. Is that down? Because I said this before the team, other than Reynolds that's coming this year with Brett, the playing roster is exactly the same as what it was from the year before. Is that solely down to Brett and a change of coach, or is that down to the lads actually, you know, buying into it sort of thing? Uh, is it, there's no, it can't just be Brett. You know, I mean, it has to be everybody. Brett's yeah. huge in the thing. He's brought his way into it. Uh, I don't know it, Brett that well. I've only met him three times, uh, three weeks. Sorry, um, he's been isolating for a few days as well. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, I ain't seen him for a few days at training, like, but. Um, the first thing he says to me when I meet him, he said, I don't care how good you are. I don't care how good you think you are. He said, if you, we're honest, he said, and if, if you're not honest, then you can't play. He said, simple as, no, you don't come to this team and not be honest. And uh, I know lads that are in the team at the minute that might not be playing this week and Brett gives them the talk, drops them, and they come up smiling. And you're like, do you mean, okay. he's just told you you're not playing, how are you smiling? It's because he's, the way that he approaches the player is, uh, yeah. it makes you feel like, well, it makes you know that you're not playing. doesn't mean you're not wanted. doesn't mean you're not good enough. Yeah. It's just he's got a job to do. You know what I mean? And it, do, it does help. It does help. And easy. from what I mean, I'd say, from what I've seen, and I ain't seen the transition, so I've just seen it from when it was to now. Yeah, yeah. The lads might not notice much difference, but from what it was to now, it's just huge. Yeah. Good, mate. Good. Well, I say this every week, Jack, but I'll thank you a few more times as well. But thank you very much for your time, pal. I really enjoyed that. It's been good to catch up with you as well before the call yeah, and have a bit of an after. So, um, so what I'll do, pal, if it's all right with you, I'll hand over to um, to the fans that are listening in and have got any questions. Um, I know you'll be as honest as always, pal, so we'll see what they've got for you. Um, so we'll start with Sally. Good evening, Sally. Good evening, Richard. Hi, Jack. Hello, uh, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. I'd just like to say thank you because you've made my grandson's year. He absolutely loved you, L was absolutely lost when you went away. 
and he's just been so happy since you've come back. He's a, he's a Kelvin lad. And oh, is he? Yeah, you're a legend at Kelvin. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> they all want to grow up and be like Jack. So, <laughs> you and Massey, you know, sort of, he's, he's got a little bit of a hero thing going at Kelvin for you. Oh, nice, nice. That's a bit, <laughs> isn't it? But what did it feel like to get that try on your first game back with us? Oh, it was, it was class. Uh, yeah, it was class because obviously... Um, those those mistakes. I made a couple of mistakes. You know what I mean? People yeah. might have noticed, they might not have done, but uh, definitely, and I could have scored him. Yeah. I know. I could have scored him my first touch. I know. And, uh, I just, and that's my bread and butter. That's I like that. You know what I mean? That to catch them kicks is what I, I all I do. I tr- practice them every day at training, and I missed it. And I thought, what have I done? And I, I didn't feel much pressure. Everyone was like, "You are right, nervous." It's real strange. I've always been nervous in most games, but this is probably one of the only games that I came into not feeling nervous. And I don't know if that's because I felt like I felt like I already proved my point to a few people that were telling me I'm not good enough and I sort of managed to get myself back and I thought, I don't need to prove anything else. No, I'm here. You know what I mean? That's good enough. And uh, when I bombed that first try, I thought, oh no, not going to get an opportunity. And then uh, I just I said, I had a word just needed and I said, I've got this guy. I said, keep giving me them. I said, I'll, I'll get one. I said, I promise you. And he went, all right, mate, I've got you. And he trusted me. And that's, again, that's another thing that's changed at the team is the trusting players. And he's put, it, he's put it absolutely perfect. Couldn't have been a better kick. And obviously, it's just one of the, just every, the stars lined up. And I, I just managed to pick out the air. And the feeling was just that relief. Do you know what I mean? I managed to come back. I managed to score. And that game was huge for me, really, because uh, the one thing that I didn't get to achieve at all the first time was playing in front of obviously my my uh, baby, my five month old baby, and I managed to get a photo at the end of the game with him, and uh, to score while he was at the stadium was massive for me. So it was it was a real personal achievement for me just because he was there. So it was it felt great. Oh, good. Well, we, we we could see it on your face with the way that you kicked the ball away. <laughs> it meant a lot. I know, I've been, I've been told, I've been exaggerated on the celebration. I've been told. No, no, not at all. If it meant that much to you. We well, see that, and it means it to us as fans. We get, we get that off you, and it means a lot to us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank thank you. you. Hope you can play for us a few more times. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, good luck, whatever happens. Thank you. Thank you. Dear Tally, thank you. Uh, Sarah, good evening, Sarah. Hi, Jack, you all right? Yeah, you up, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Um, I was going to ask you about how you're finding it working with Brett, but from what you've previously said, I think you, you're quite enjoying working with him and enjoying being back, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. He's a great block, to be fair, so... Is that... Nice is, is... Go on, sorry. Go on, what were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah, he's a great block. He's, he's, to say he's, he's little one percent as we call them one percenters. It's just the tiny little things that we're doing. Um, his one percent is a great, so... I mean, he like he fancies himself as a good kicker. I mean, I don't. I ain't seen him yet. Like he keeps saying he can kick, but I ain't seen it yet. <laughs> he's, he's putting these bombs up. I keep catching them all. I ain't dropped on yet. So I hope he's watching this as well. So if he, when he finally when he finally stops faking this isolation, he can come in for a bit and put some more up for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Thank you, Vic. Thank you for answering that. And uh, hope, like Sally says, hope you get to stay with us for a few more weeks or months at least, and uh, we'll see even more of you. Thank you. 
Thank so you. We'll take, we'll take it as it comes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can only take it week by week. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers, Sarah. Uh, Trevor, evening, Trevor. Evening. All right, Jack. Hey, Trevor, how are we doing? I am all right. Um, I just wanted to say I was one of them players. I were uh, fans. I were mystified when they got rid of you first time. I was really enjoying what you brought to the team, and I was just watching your derby hat trick while you were talking. I've had a quick look on Facebook, but um. I was interested to hear what you said about Batley, because I go and watch Batley a few times if there's a spare game. And I wondered, uh, it feels like a great place to play, like you said, and a good team. But what is it physically like with that slope up and oh. down? Does it make a heck of a difference trying to judge kicks and things? Right, well, luckily, I don't kick. So I don't have to worry about that. Um, but no, physically, yeah, it's a tough place to go. Um, I feel sorry for the away teams that have to come there because obviously with us we sort of have we, we judge the ill well do you know what I mean we we tend to pick it well where we can we like to I won't give too many secrets away, but we like to play in certain ways in the halves and we, we do and um, it, 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 but it's tough I'm pretty sure I think it's 10 foot or 10 metres difference from one to the other it's ridiculous and uh I remember doing my first training session. I came in, I walked on the field, and I looked at it and I went, <laughs> thank God I signed after the pre-season because I didn't fancy training on that every week. But yeah, no, it's uh, physically demanding. But as I say, it's, it's good. It is good. Well, thanks. And I've been very impressed tonight with like your, uh, not confidence, like your bubbliness. So I hope you can bring that to the team. And I really like to see you get a bit of a run in the team. I mean, it's hard because we've got some good larkers as well, but we've got some of the best. Yeah, we've got some of the best at the minute. And uh, to be fair, one thing I've learned since I left all is rugby is rugby. I mean, it's not life. I mean, I've I've gone away now and I've I've worked on a building site. I've been working as a bricklayer for the last uh, 18 months. And obviously um, I've come back. So what's the worst that can happen? I go back on site. Just have fun in it, enjoy it. I'm happy, I'm, I'm happy to be back. I'm an LFC lad. I grow up supporting it, so I'm just going to do what I can. If it's not enough, it's not enough. I'll just go work. If it's enough, I'll get, I'll, I'll give every, I'll give my all. Good. Can you do a few yards of Flemish Bond for me, then, please? Is that what you need? I'll do it. <laughs> right. Thank you. Good luck. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Trevor. Uh, Andy. Good evening, Andy. Hello, Jack. Yeah, all right. If you recognise me before, I've got two balls in front of me. A big, large one. Oh, yeah. And a small one. Oh, yeah. Right? I've had a few of them, though, mate. So. Yeah, well, I asked you a question. But I asked you a question. Remember when was golf club? It was a foot, foot golf there with, um, uh, what's his uh, testimonial? I bumped oh, into right, you yeah. and all that. And the chair that got away, you say you've got that chair. Remember it? It squirmed underneath your body. And oh, you yeah. it properly, did you? If you had that ball, and you'd be a bit easier. That ball, you dropped the damn thing. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you a story about that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't think it ever got out. Um, no, no. Two minutes into the I game, actually. I've got that try, but uh, nah, I'm glad you come back. 
and you come back and you're right. I watch you other way. I'm trying to myself. Put that ball down properly. Yeah. <laughs> like that, didn't you? Yeah. But as I say, like what happened in that first game with Cass, I actually dislocated my elbow in the first two minutes of the game and I played the full game with a yeah. dislocated elbow. And uh, oh, I tried to dive yeah. early because I really didn't want to take the contact and I ended up popping it out. That never came out, man. I was a bit gutted, really, because everyone thought I thought it was just my fault. And it, it, I did have a little bit of a reason. I won't call it an excuse. I'll call it a reason. I know, I was gutted. I was, I was, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Well, good, but I hope you can stay with a bit longer. But great for you to come back and got that first try. Yeah, it's, it's like a dream, isn't it, for you? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, it's what I wanted to come back and as I say, I got to I get to play in front of my little lad and it, it was massive for me, so now it's just ticking every week as it comes. What more there you go. Side, right? we are <laughs> <laughs> all right, all the best. Good luck for the future. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Yeah, okay, Jack. Cheers, Andy. Thank you. Um, I'll ask Lisa. She's I know she's texted to say that she's driving, but Lisa, are you there? I think she's still driving. That's all right then, pal. Well, Jack, as I said, mate, I really appreciate your time tonight. Great. It's been great. It really has. So thank you very much for that, pal. Um, and like everybody says, it's good to see you back. It was great to catch up just before the call and I say I can see a difference in you completely. You look a lot more confident. You look happy. I say you look bubbly. You're happy to be back and things. So it's great and well done to Batley for that as well. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's great. It's good. It's good to be back. And uh, if I get to stay for a few more weeks, I do. And if I don't, I get to go back to Batley. So either way, I'm getting I'm a beer. Either way, so I'm happy days. Always downhill. It's downhill always with the wind at Batley as well. That wind always seems to go down the hill. It's a nightmare. Oh, it's crazy. It's, it's at the top of a hill itself. It just comes gusting in. Yeah, mental. So, guys, a uh, bit of news for you. Uh, next week will be our last coffee corner for a while. Um, we've got a, a bit of a break in playing things while we get stuff sorted. But uh, we're finishing with a bit of a bang. I've got a belter for you next week. I'm not giving anything away either. There's no secrets on this one. Oh, sorry, the secrets. There's no little clues or anything. It's going to be a belter next week. That's all I'll take to you. Um, not going to be as good as this week. Not as good as this week, though, Jack. You're quite <laughs> right. So I'm going to have to try and uh, see what I can do. See what I can do next <laughs> week. Um, but, Jack, thanks again, buddy. I really appreciate it, mate. Good to see you. Uh, and we'll catch up again soon. But everyone else, thank you very much. Stay safe again. And uh, I'll see you all next week for the uh, for finale. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Cheers. See you all later. Thanks, bye. Bye. Thank you, bye. Cheers, bye. Jack. See you later. Bye-bye.